just talking on the podcast about this weekend, almost every weekend on the Indies is big, it seems like these days, but this one right here, coming up, it's gigantic. We were talking about New Wave Pro, they got a big show right here, right now, but yo, there's something else too, we can't get into the weekend without talking about what's going to happen in Detroit at the legendary music venue Harpo's. And to talk about that and more, tonight we have ruthless pro wrestling owner, the head honcho, Chris Kohlenberg. What's up, Chris? How you guys doing? Thanks for having me on tonight. Yes, sir. Glad to have you on, man. Uh, I'm so psyched for this show. Um, for, you know, if if anything, the fact that it's at, you know, a legendary place like Harpo's, but um, also to... You know, it's it's stacked up, you know, the best of the best and uh, not just wrestling but, or not just deathmatch wrestling, but just wrestling in general. Um, so, yeah, I definitely can't wait to talk about that. And then also too, just kind of, you know, give our listeners an introduce, uh, introduction, a solid introduction, I'd say, to, to Ruthless Pro. I'd love that, guys. Uh, you know, the, the Harpo thing has a lot of weight with me as well. Um, I'm a musician from the area and uh, I've been singing death metal for, you know, 12 years sweet and i've played that that venue a bazillion times but never in a million years did i think i'd be able to run a wrestling show there so wow <laughs> that's awesome man wow that's cool uh so and and how many parallels do you see in the music industry and in the uh in the wrestling industry uh it's 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 pretty similar um it is yeah. you know my background was in show uh promoting uh uh music like like hardcore and death metal shows uh-huh. and it's very similar booking a wrestling show you just have a lot more talent to deal with right and normally there's a booking agent involved with music and this time it's most people are just independent you know uh-huh. yeah so chris how did it come about man i mean you you were saying you know you never thought you'd run harbos and here you are in a different a totally different way in that building. I mean, how did it come about? The door swing open for that venue. Well, um, it was it was a lot of fortunate things happening in a row that compiled to something big. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Darren McCarty came on as a sponsor. Not only a sponsor, but you know, he's he's everywhere. RPW, you know, he's on our shows, he's jumping on commentary. He's all over the place. So we love having him around. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's been showing us a lot of love and, uh, we were talking about my past and music and, you know, like he was talking about how he wants to help grow the brand. And I was talking about, you know, these places I used to do and these things I used to do. And he's like, bro, I know the guy from Harpo's. And I was like, Oh really? And he's like, you know what? hold on and he got me in touch with him and then we talked about it from there and uh you know dmac was very instrumental in making all this happen um i can't thank that man enough uh for everything he's done for rpw so he was he was the big uh the key that kind of unlocked that door for us man god bless dmac because uh <laughs> that right. man is a is a saint uh is a gym whatever you want to call it um it, it like and and he's such a uh just a you know great soul to be around and, and he like doesn't even have to be because he's a legend you know what i'm saying like he, he's literally a real life legend um, absolutely and, and yeah it's it's so cool just to have him around 
it's it's really interesting to see you know i spent a, a lot of time around like famous musicians and stuff uh it's really but not a lot of uh like what would be considered a, a legend in sports um and it's really interesting to see how he uh how attentive and and giving he is of his time uh to anyone that just wants a picture or wants to ask him something or get him to sign something or you know yeah. hey he he loves the people around him like i i don't think unless you cross him that there's a bean bone in that man's body anymore like he, mm-hmm. he really loves the people around him he loves his fans uh i mean he doesn't have to take the time yeah. we were having dinner uh with uh, Joel Bateman, who was in from Australia, and hmm. my belt maker, and a couple uh, the Midwest scum guys, and he gave us a brewery tour of a brewery that used to brew his uh, grind time beer. And as we're leaving, you know, I mean, the entire time, some people were kind of coming up and just getting some pictures and stuff. But as we were leaving, you know, we were about to all go our separate ways, and there's a couple walking in. You see them light up when the second they see them, and it's. And I was like, oh, here it comes, you know, and they're, oh, dare you, I mean, mind if we get it? And he stopped what he was doing mid-conversation. He's like, absolutely, you know, and uh, got in there, took some pictures with him and uh, answered some questions. And he didn't rush, you know, to get through with it, which is what I've seen a lot of times with musicians. They'll be like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And to sign something, like, All right, man. you know, like he, he'll he take the time to, to spend some time with you and talk. He's a great guy like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but. Uh, he's he's such a huge fan of everybody. Um, like I, I love hearing him talk about just on like different podcasts and stuff. I've heard him talk about uh, how you know he was such a big fan of like guy like Neil Diamond Cutter and stuff. And then you know to yeah. be around Neil Diamond Cutter now, it's it's like almost surreal to him. And it's just like man, it's it's crazy because like you said, he gets I'm sure especially up in Michigan, he probably gets stopped anywhere and everywhere. You know, yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah it's it's really cool to see like and, and then like him just like um just you know mark out for different moments of the matches and stuff that you know whenever we're because he'll watch the whole entire show and then he'll tell guys yeah. hey, so cool how you did this and that in the third you know so and I, I love watching it darren's such a great dude the the interesting thing about darren is the way that people look at him is the way he's looking at a lot of these indie guys. Like he really mm-hmm. looks up to a lot of these guys and wants to help support them and wants to help them get their shine, especially Neil Diamond Cutter. Like uh, at our one show, I believe it was uh, uh, Inked and Blood or uh, no, Cold Blooded. Uh, yeah. You know, he went in and announced that he's going to officially uh, sponsor Neil Diamond Cutter himself just as a wrestler. Yep. Yep. I remember that. And he's yeah. made good on that. That yeah. was uh, that was Neil and MM3, right, Chris? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That we love that match, that, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we yep. did. So. Chris, before we got rolling tonight, we were talking about some of the talent on the show at Harpo's, and it's just it's it's jaw dropping, man. I mean, you've got you've got a collection of great matches and just fantastic wrestlers wrestlers that everybody would know today i mean it's just a star-studded lineup so man maybe you could drop some of the matches that you know are going to run you know i know not everything's all set yet but most of it is absolutely um the so we're gonna do the the body count battle royale Mm -hmm. that's a a no pieces gimmick that they do every year and you know it's a it's a battle royale or royal rumble right um that is gonna get deathmatch heavy um 
we got some fun names in there. Uh, some people have already been announced. Some people like Madman Pondo, um, Neil, uh, I believe uh, uh, some of the Kogars are going to be making an appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's going to be, and, and uh, there'll be a lot of uh, Detroit guys, a lot of the guys people like seeing around Detroit. Mm-hmm. We made sure to make it a point to, to, to really show our Detroit roots and love in that and uh, with the rest of the card. So I don't, like any good rumble, you don't want to give everyone away. And we have been really, um, I know it seems like we've announced a shit ton of people, and we have, but there is going to be some names that that will blow your mind that we didn't put on the poster because we wanted people to just feel like, holy shit, when they come out. <laughs> wow, <Right>. man. <laughs> so yeah. exciting, man. It's going to be awesome. Is that, are you guys streaming live on IWTV? Yes, it'll be streaming live on IWTV. Nice. Awesome. Uh, aside from that, uh, one of the ones I'm really excited for, uh, is, uh, we're going to have the four-way death match, uh, with Masada, Eric Ryan, uh, John Wayne Murdoch and Detroit's own Tommy Vendetta. Jesus. Yeah. What a match. That's going to be madness. There's so much craziness. We have, uh, Alex Shelley, uh, versus, uh, Kevin Blackwood. Kevin and uh, you know what? I'll I'll drop one on the show that we haven't announced. Uh, we're gonna have Matt Cross versus Atticus, Atticus Kogar. Hell yeah, man! That's yeah. You you mentioned that off the air, and uh, you know appreciate you giving us that drop. But uh, that matchup right there is because uh, Atticus is one of those guys that uh, you know he could definitely um surprise people because you know people think that he needs weapons all the time and different you know shenanigans but um you know Atticus can go man and so and Matt Cross of course is you know a legend, legend. um yeah. in, the, in the professional wrestling game independent especially um so yeah that's going to be a hell of a matchup well if if you look at the the entirety of Matt Cross's or not Matt Cross Atticus uh, uh Atticus Kogar's career the deathmatch portion of it is much smaller than his normal wrestling match. It's true. Right. Yeah, right. it's true. Right. You know, he doesn't come from, I'm a deathmatch guy and I can wrestle. He's a wrestler that does deathmatch. Yep, exactly. And a lot of people forget that because, you know, he went really heavy there for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, and he's really good at it, you know. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Masada, random the skewers, uh, if that's not a ringing endorsement, you know, Masada doesn't put anyone over. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, man, and and their match that they had at, at Circle Six was crazy, like that yes. madness. So, and they had they also had one of No Peace too, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. So I believe uh, I, I may be wrong on this, but I think they actually did two at No Peace. Yeah, yeah. I think the the um. Circle six one might have been the rubber match, but I'm not sure. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that was that was madness. That's a theme, Chris. I mean, people that guys that are known right now for death matches, but all of those guys, especially in that four where you mentioned, they those are wrestlers. And yeah. then they do death matches. You know what I mean? All of them. Masada and and of course, John Wayne Murdoch and I mean, Tommy Vendetta and Tommy Vendetta I mean, did his his first death match with us. He was a normal, you know, just normal. Yep. Well, not normal. But he was a hybrid wrestler. Right. And uh, 
on our Devil's Night show, which yep. is our, Kira. our October shows, uh, he wrestled Akira, and uh, he loved it. And it was all he he really got a taste for it after that. And if you mm-hmm. saw what he did for us at our uh, last show in Chicago, Code Orange, uh, him and Hoodfoot yeah. went wild. Yeah, him and Hoodfoot was a lot of fun. Yeah, love Tommy. I I'm a big Tommy Vendetta guy. So is Sean. I mean, we go. We my first glimpse of Tommy was for Glory Pro, right? And he, you know, okay. and he was doing a thing with Jake something, and it was a really cool angle. It was kind of the what would you say, Sean? Kind of the lackey for Jake something, and Jake yeah, was like, you're, you're nothing, I'm something. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. And, you know, you could see it kind of welling in Tommy, like, nah, fuck that. I, you know, I'm not going to get slapped around here forever. And yeah. then then he's just been rising. I mean, and now he's he's a budding star. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely 100% agree. And that was whenever I, I came across Tommy as well for the first time. Right. And what would you say? It was probably about 2018 or 19, I'd Jeez, say. Had to be. Yeah, it was pre-pandemic for sure. Yeah. yeah, and then to see him, you know, really start to flourish and then, uh, like, really, really love death matches the way he does. And uh, Like you had mentioned, Chris, that match against Hoodfoot was just madness. That match was crazy, insane. And the way that he uh, ended up all bloody through the white T-shirt that he was wearing, or the white yeah. long sleeve shirt that he was wearing, and, I said, fuck Hoodfoot on it. <laughs> he, he took that off and he threw it down in the hallway in the back and it was tile back there and literally a puddle came out of it. Jesus. Uh, yeah. yeah. But what, what was interesting about that match, and you can see it a little bit in the background, uh, his uh, Hoodfoot's dad was there and it was the first time he'd ever seen Hoodfoot wrestle. Wow. And I actually yeah. made it a point to go out there and watch the match with his dad. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> Because I wanted uh, to see how his dad reacted when the glass started coming out, you know. Uh-huh. His dad had a blast. That if you uh, if you watch uh, at the end, Hoodfoot's uh, he's down on his knees and everyone's cheering him, you know, back all bloodied up, and a man comes up and raises a beard. That's actually Hoodfoot's dad. Wow, yeah. showing him the love. Yeah, somebody actually got a, a really good picture of that, and Hoodfoot had posted it on his social media. Uh, <laughs> I know, and, I know and, it meant a lot to him. To yeah, a, a, he's special. from Chicago and never gets booked there. And B to be able to perform in front of his dad, and then let his dad see how much the the crowd loves what he does, and how much behind them they they really are. Right. Oh yeah, beautiful. Chris, I didn't want to cut you off and and veer in a different direction before you were done. Is there anything else you wanted to plug about the Harpo show before we move on? Uh, you know, D Mac will definitely be there. Uh, Sweet. We got plenty of general admission tickets, uh, walk up tickets. We're, we're keeping the jet. We want, we wanted to show Detroit some love on this one. So we've kept ticket prices real cheap on this thing. Cool. Um, so our general admission tickets are only $15. So if you're, you're on the fence about coming, throw $15. When's yeah. the last time you get to see Masada for $15? Right. What a value, yeah. dude. Yeah. Or, or Paro or, you know, Hood yeah. Foot or, right. Or, Alex, you know, John Wayne Murdoch, all these big yeah. names, you know, Shelly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, cross independent so, legends cross shelly i mean yeah yeah and and you know guys that really uh really put their time into detroit as well you know yeah mm-hmm. hell so, yeah so definitely come on out uh we got a stacked show top to bottom uh we kept our cards a little close to chest on this one but we really wanted people to be surprised and pop the crowd a bit so i think 
you'll really like what we end up having lined up. Uh, we've worked, th- this show has been the hardest I've been worked on a show since I started doing this. And that's by a long shot. There's been a lot of sleep dislikes, a lot of phone calls, a lot of, you know, intricate things being moved around. And I think it's really going to pay off in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Chris, what time are we kicking off this weekend? I mean, what time do doors open and all that stuff? So uh, doors will open at 7 and the show will kick off at 8. Okay. okay. And you said it is streaming live. We are streaming live. Yeah, if you can't make out live, uh, just turn on IWTV, and we'll be streaming it live there. Uh, you nice. can watch it from the comfort of your own home, uh, and hit us with that uh, hashtag body count while you're watching it. Nice, uh, yeah, Chris. What yeah. do you think of IWTV, man? Because we 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 rave about it all the time, and it really is a yeah. an engine that really helps our podcast because we get to see a lot on there. But what are your thoughts on that medium? You know. Um, We've been on IWTV, I think, for a year and a half now. Yeah. Uh, Doubles Night was our first show on there. Right. And that one was when we were relatively new as a company and still getting our bearings. Um, They have always been pretty good to us. You know, um, my contact there, Dylan, uh, he is a promoter as well. uh, And so, you know, he he understands some of the frustrations and stuff when you when you're trying to do the logistical things and. They take good care of us. And not only that, um, it's a it's a great tool to learn new talent. You know, I watch other people's shows and see uh see what what what's working there. And if maybe those guys might be good for the RPW roster and yep. vice versa. And uh it's a it's a good way to get your product out there to new people when you can say, like if if you somebody gets suggested your promotion or your show and they're like, Well, where can I watch it? You'd be like, you know, instead of just be like sending one YouTube clip, be like, Yo, you got IWTV? Go check out this show, you know? And mm-hmm. most independent wrestling fans do have it now, you know? Right. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, well, Jeremy had mentioned it. Uh, they kind of alluded to it, how it's, it's really a driving machine for our podcast. But that was literally like the premise that Jeremy kind of started this podcast off of was um, reviewing shows that were on IWTV and, and looking at shows that, uh, you know, weren't in his area that he could review and, and talk about and put over. Uh, and, you know, there was shows in Tennessee and St. Louis and, you know, all over that he was watching on, on TV and reviewing on here. And then that's how me and him connected was from me uh, because that was kind of what whenever I first got into, um, well, when I first really started taking it seriously and it really started rolling, um, that was kind of like my vision was, uh, or I guess like the way I was going to move was, whatever was on IWTV, because when I first started, um, I was at IWA Mid-South and it was maybe a year into it whenever Powerbomb became a thing. And that was the the, the first version of right. IWTV. Right. Um, and, uh, and so, and I was like, oh shoot, this is, you know, something. It, it could really turn into something. And there were other promotions that were hopping on, but not a whole lot really at first. Um, but eventually like, I would literally become fans of promotions um, and want to be at that at those places, and and I would end up getting on there like your unsanctioned pros or your uh, ICW no holds barred. Like I, I was watching those way before I ever started working for them, and uh, so it's it's just yeah, IWTV is so crucial to uh, independent wrestling, and uh, I, I I love it so much. I think also from a promoter standpoint, it does also get you in front of 
wrestlers uh, that might not have heard of you before, too. Mm. If you get a little buzz, they might check your 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 show out and be like, oh, you know what? I do want to go work there, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Fact, uh, that's actually how I learned about this podcast is uh, you guys reviewed uh, our Devil's Night show. Yep. Yep. I did that. <laughs> and you know what, Chris? I mean, I, w- I was going to mention, I mean, the whole show, I-, I enjoyed it. But what really grabbed me by the throat was Sam Beale and then Jason Page, right? Jason Hotch now, correct? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Those kids, man. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah awesome. They're uh, from, so where I live, uh, Trey Miguel and CK3, mm-hmm. also known as Crimson, run a wrestling school. Mm-hmm. And we work kind of close with them. And those were, uh, uh, well, I mean, they were students. So, they, you know, they go there and they help train and they, they keep training, but they were students from there. Sure. When we started using them and uh, they've always been great to us. And I knew that there was a rocket strapped to both of their backs. Hmm. Yep. I kind of saw it early and, you know, it's, it's cool to, to see it manifest because now I've seen both of them on impact. <laughs> um, Hotch has been on AEW dark. Has he really? And, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really been cool to see the evolution of them. I mean, they're, they're so unbelievably good now. Yep. Um, yep. So unbelievably yep. good. Hmm. Yeah, I, I love Sam Beal, man. He's so entertaining. Yeah, so entertaining. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he was somebody who very quickly uh, was getting, and he was getting pushed on Impact too. He was getting some pretty good opportunities. So um, yeah, man, and uh, you know Jason Hotch same way. So, but I mean, there's a lot of guys like you were talking about his hood foot, man. Like uh, really got his you know feet stomping in the death match game because of RPW. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think so, uh, he he we definitely weren't his first. He had done a couple. Yeah, I think he's done a handful. And, par- and paradigm. What's yeah. that? Yeah, I think paradigm, it's very yeah. the paradigm. Mm-hmm. So and uh, with, the, you know the interesting story behind that. I think you already know this one, Sean, because uh-huh. you were there. Um, he wasn't supposed to be in that match. He was a replacement. So originally, Bam Sullivan was in that match. Mm. Yeah, and. Uh, Bam, something happened with him. He couldn't make his booking. And I can't fully remember at this point what happened because it was such a oh shit moment. I I found out the day of. Mm-hmm. So our show was at three o'clock that day. I found out at 10 a.m. he wasn't going to be there. Wow. And I started, you know, like who's around? Who could I use? And it occurred to me that Hoodfoot was hanging out with Pondo. Mm-hmm. And I called up Hood, and I was like, "Dude, can you? Do you want to step in?" He's like, "Absolutely, bro. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need, I'm there." And he came in, and he showed the fuck out. And you know, it it definitely uh, was one of the most talked about matches of our show, and definitely uh, was talked about as one of the better matches of the entire weekend. Sure was. Right. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that may have been a tipping point for him. I mean, you know, it, because when you've got deathmatch royalty like madman pondo you know speaking so highly of of you i mean it, it was the races off to the races so well and not only that but i mean like you know i mean we all know what deathmatch fans love and it's blood and hoodfoot definitely pours a bunch of it and he did in that match against pondo sure so. it does yeah, yeah i i don't know what's up with hoodfoot but that man bleeds like raven <laughs> yeah at our at our cold-blooded show, we all he had to do is take one light tube bundle, 
to set him up for Chicago. Right. That man's back exploded. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I remember. <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, you get guys like Neil and MM3 rolling around in barbed wire, taking like 30, 40 light tubes in the match and, and having half the cleanup as the one bundle Hoodfoot took. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Yo, the bully gets good juice. Yeah, very good <laughs> juice, man. So, <clears throat> Chris, let's go back, man. So, I assume, you know, there was a time when you know you were just a fan and you you fell in love with wrestling i mean can you tell us about that and what were you a fan of before you decided to jump into it so i'll try to make this as short as possible <laughs> um i grew up loving wrestling when i was a kid but it was uh, a lot of the uh the old wwf i was watching um macho man was my guy yeah um rick flair um yeah, a little bit of Hogan. He wasn't as over with me as he was everyone else. Right. Uh, Roddy. So I, I watched a lot of that when I was a kid. And then um, as I got a little older, I had somebody had slipped me a couple, copy of Stranglemania, the ICP. Uh, mm -hmm. Yep. They, oh, yeah. I'm sure everyone who likes Deathmatch is familiar with it. And that's where I learned about Japanese Deathmatch wrestling. Mm -hmm. And then I started tape trading on eBay. Um, I would just find the craziest stipulation matches and i would buy these vhs's off uh ebay and then uh found some people online and we would make copies of each other's tapes and send them all around so i started like amassing a collection of that and i it was one of those things i never thought i'd see it live like deathmatch wrestling it, it to me it only existed over there you know uh -huh. it at that age i thought only that what what you had over here was just wwf you know Right. So then some time goes on. Uh, I got a little out of the wrestling when I got hit a teenager, you know, I was more into going out and partying and girls and stuff. And you didn't have like uh, DVR or any of that shit at the time. So, you know, if you missed Raw or whatever, you just didn't see wrestling in that week. Mm -hmm. But I fell out of it. And then when I got a little older, back in my 20s, I got back into it. And then when I got back into it, I got back into it kind of heavy. Um, after the music stuff started dying down. Um, I always have to have kind of like a creative outlet. Um, I started getting kind of just too old to be doing death metal. You know, I, it, it's just too hard on my body. And I was just wasn't as into it anymore, like performing wise. You know, it, it really beats the shit out of you. And I started helping out with a bunch of promotions and, you know, kind of learning it from the ground up, you know, just helping set up rings or, you know, taking people here or there. And we were working for a promotion for a while that, uh, I'm not going to say her name because I do not want to give them any shine because they were very, very bad promotional to work for. And they showed me a lot of what not to do. Huh. Okay. So they closed down. Um, <clears throat> my buddy who I worked with there, he's like, hey, I'm going to start a promotion. I want you to come in with me. And he's actually who started RPW. It wasn't me. It was okay. a guy named Mitch Reed, um, who I'm sure you see all over ICW's um, Socials. He, he loves him. Oh, yeah. He definitely still supports us. Um, uh -huh. But there, so we started doing that, uh, started getting it together, um, had a show. And then his wife had some health issues. And I was like, he's like, you know, guys, I'm not going to have the time to put into this with what's going on at home. Cause he also has like a whole like mess of kids. That dude's got like 460 kids. He's got more kids than, than Jeff King. <laughs> um, 
So we were like, he's like, either one of you guys is going to have to step up and take the reins of this thing, or it's just going to have to die. And I stepped up. And then ever since then, I've been the one running the ship. And, you know, he stepped off and took care of his family. And, you know, he's always been around and supportive and stuff. But he's actually who started. And I just kind of, I got put here not because it's where I wanted to be. It's just where I ended up. And then I ended up loving it and doing what I do, you know? Right. So whenever you were, you know, just a fan, um, you know, kind of in and out in phases, were you ever familiar with indie wrestling back then? Or was it just strictly like WWF, WCW, and then eventually just WWF, WWE, whatever? Um, Well, it started out, you know, I got really big, heavy into, to, when I got back into it, back into wrestling, it was, you know, I was watching WWE a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And I ended up finding out about a promotion. uh, They were called Powerbomb Pro Wrestling. That was out of Toledo. And they were running in a small gym. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool to go see this live. And I I went and checked it out. And, you know, I mean, it's, it wasn't anything that was going to set the world on fire, but it was cool to see the indie level, what was going on in my area. Yeah. And that was like my first taste of the indies. And then I kind of started finding out about some other companies and other companies and started reaching out. And I think the first one that was in the area that really like was hitting my taste was XICW, yeah. which is DBA's promotion. MM3's dad. Yeah. Right. I started hitting a lot of those shows, you know, seeing guys like Rhino and some of the old ECW guys there. And they were definitely a lot more of an edgier product, which is what I always, you know, was into. And then right. I found out that there was death matches going on in the U.S. And then it's all downhill from there. <laughs> right. That's yeah, what well, I found out what CZW was doing back in the day. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, see, Because literally it was like that for me. Like I, I opened Pandora's box and I was just like, what the hell have I been missing out on? And it was hmm. literally, it was when I started working for IWA Mid-South is whenever I was just like, what have I been missing out on? You know, because mm-hmm. um, I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. So like. I knew WWE, WCW, uh, and OVW, which was the, you know, uh, feeder to WWE. So we had all these WWE guys coming through here all the time. Um, so, like, literally all I knew was mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I, I had no clue what was going on with the IWAs and the CZWs and all this stuff and until I started doing it. And then it was like, holy shit, man, I feel like I'm late. You know what I mean? So, so I'm always interested to hear like when people, when people end up, you know, discovering indie wrestling, like we've had some guys like Remington Roar, like he grew up watching it when he was like eight years old. And I'm like, that's crazy, yeah, man. Right. You know? <laughs> like, like he was watching Pondo at eight years old and now he's wrestling him, you know? So. Yeah. You know, what's really odd is, uh, you know, I'm very close to Pondo nowadays. We even have a podcast together, but, I, you know, I used to watch those Strangle Mania videos with him, and I used to play him this old video game I have. Yeah. So, like, hmm. I'm very used to having him around now, but sometimes it just kind of hits me like, man, like, 12-year-old you would be fri- flipping the fuck out right now, you know? <laughs> Dude, I feel the same way about D-Mac because yeah. I used to play, like, I was never, like, a huge hockey fan, but I would always play the EA NHL games all the time. Yes. Um, and, uh, and he was always on, of course, the all-star teams and all that stuff. And so, um, and then also, uh, me and my little brother, we would do the, you know, pick a random team type deal. And if I would ever pick Detroit, 
I would always remember DMAC because his fight rating was always his aggression or whatever that rating was was always high, and you could always yeah. end up fighting with him. So, uh, yeah, he would lay guys out left and right. I had that same game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and I love playing as as the the Red Wings in in there. Just be, and DMAC was one of those reasons. So, uh, the fact that now I mingle with this guy and then he he puts me over the way he does on Twitter and, and all this stuff is just surreal sometimes. Like like you said about Pondo, you know. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's it's really interesting, especially the guys that you think would have the biggest egos are always the nicest guys, Pondo included. Pondo yeah, is a oh yeah, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those guys, especially in deathmatch wrestling. So, Chris, well, that's actually where I'm sorry. Oh, go I'm ahead, sorry. Chris. Go ahead. I was like, that's actually you know uh, was where where Pondo and I ended up getting really close. Was I? He would want to come watch horror movies after shows. Cool. And I'm a big horror uh, movie junkie, and we would sit and watch horror movies after shows until the you know till the sun was coming up, and that's where him and I connected. You know, <laughs> dude, Pondo is he's such a movie junkie, just period. Um, yeah, what there was, uh, it was on our way back from Resistance Pro, uh, the tournament that they had with the um, with the <laughs> the one box and the light tube, <laughs> uh, oh, and then God, also, yeah. but then we <laughs> had right. the, but but then we had the incredible female tournament. You know what I mean? Um, that was just banging. And, um, so, uh, and I think Randy won that maybe. So, yeah, um, she did. yeah. So, but we were on our way back. It was me, Pondo, uh, Nina Monet, and, um, trying to think of who else was with it. Maybe Jules Malone was with us and we ended up pulling off. I don't know. I, I don't remember who it was. Anyway, there was the third person with us or fourth person with us. And we ended up pulling off on the side of the road because traffic had got kind of heavy. And there was a movie theater, and they were showing Midsummer. So we ended up stopping and going in and watching Midsummer with Pondo. And uh, I never wanted to see that movie in my life, but <laughs> I, it's of, but it's one of my favorite movies. So, <laughs> like, I love that movie. It was incredible, cool, cool. Uh, very creepy, but uh, but super cool. So, but yeah, that, that's one of my favorite Pondo memories is uh, pulling off on the side of the road just because traffic sucked so bad. And he was like, "Y'all want to go see a movie?" <laughs> when we first started our podcast we have a horror movie podcast um we were x the, that new movie x was going to be the topic and he was late to record it because all right that weekend he went and saw it four times and he was late to record because <laughs> he was seated for the second time that day <laughs> wow i was like holy shit pondo man yeah yeah i believe it though yeah well and, and since you mentioned it uh while you're on it, go ahead and plug the podcast. Oh, it's uh, Madman Pondo Presents from the Mouths of Madness. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast and uh, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. That's if awesome. You want, if you want to hear Pondo and Kelly and I talk horror movies, that's where you go. It's not, there's very little wrestling in it. Uh, it's just horror movies. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You probably said it in there, Chris, but I, if you did, I missed it. You know, what were you... Were you in with Ruthless right from the right from the start, right from that first show? Uh, well, we did start it together, but mm-hmm. he was the 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 spark. Right. Like I, we were already working together at that other promotion. Like we were friends at that point, and we worked well together. And we were always talking about how if we did it, we'd do it like this, and we'd do it like that. And right. we didn't like that the talent's getting this, or you know, cool. Um, so he called me up one day. He's like, "Hey, man, let's do it." And, you know, we came up with the name together and everything. So, yeah, I've been there since the absolute beginning. I did help start this thing with him. 
But I can't take credit for starting it because it was him that, that said, let's do this. Gotcha. And he did steer the ship up until our after our first show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. That, that's cool. And wh- when was that? Because I know the, f- the first time I ever saw you guys was, of course, the, the Devil's Night show. And yeah, that makes sense because that was your first one on – were they powerbomb at that time, or was it IWTV? It was IWTV okay, it had switched over. Okay, yeah. so what? When was Devil's Night? That was the third show, maybe or fourth that you had done. Uh, that was our fourth. Yeah, there, there. It was supposed to be our fifth, but we did have one that was canceled. Uh, we launched. We were supposed to launch pre-pandemic, and then the pandemic fucked that all up, so we canceled. Yeah, we had access to this this big, huge farmland. Um, and our first couple shows, it's not where uh, Devil's Night ended up being, but we made it uh, a conscious effort to be outside and where mm-hmm. everybody could be all spaced out. Sure. So we started doing it there. And then uh, we ended up going to a place called Burgers and Beers, and that's where uh, a lot of those earlier shows where it was a, a local beer joint. Because we're in Toledo, and you can't do death matches in Ohio. Right. We're five m- miles from the border. Do you know where Burgers and Beers was? A half a mile over the border. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right, right. So that was the way we skirted around there. But yeah, that was our fourth show. Uh, we uh, we started out uh, just running shows at a farm, you know, and uh, people like Neil and Chuck Stein and a few of those other guys were uh, Dread King Logan and uh, Otis were some guys that believed in us from the get go and were early guys to jump on and give us some credibility. Our first match ever, uh, believe it or not, and it's on YouTube, uh, is Jason Page for who's now Jason Hodge first Sam Beal. Very first match we ever did. Wow. Okay. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you know, Chris, when did you feel the momentum really start? You know, like when when did it when did it kind of hit you that all right, this is real. We're we're moving now. We're moving in a in a good direction. I don't know if I've ever felt that way, even to this day. Okay. Um I'm one of those guys that instead of being super happy with what I've done, I think about what could have been done better and do it for the next one. Sure. Which I think is what helps us grow. And I'm never really, and and I don't want that to sound wrong. Like I'm very proud of what we put on. I'm very proud of our workers, but I'm never satisfied. I always want to top the last one, top the last one, top the last one. And I think it was that natural momentum that got us to where we are now, but I don't think it was a, conscious effort or even knowledge on my side or my that that we were growing to where we've kind of gotten now yeah like it's it's all felt very natural to me um you know is this a natural progression of put on a little bit bigger talent a little bit bigger shows a little bit more people show up you know and it was and then you start getting access to more talent you start uh you know learning kind of the the how to make your, your shows flow a little better. I believe that was one of your, uh, your criticisms of devil's night and was one I really agreed with. And, uh, um, it, I, and hearing you say it kind of resonate what I was feeling about is it. like the flow is a little off. Some of the matches didn't make sense. And, you know, I always think about these kinds of things. I'm always thinking how to make it better. What does make sense? Who should go over what, what helps build the brand and what, what do people not expect, but would love to see, you know? Hell yeah, man. I love you. I love your attitude and philosophy. I was just thinking while you were talking at that, I, I was thinking of some of the ruthless matches that 
I've really enjoyed. And one of them that stands right out, man, was I think the show was Boot 'em Up, and it was Mickey and Randy. Oh, yeah. And they were outside, man. They were on tanks and shit. They <laughs> it was wild. Their, they lost us that venue with that match. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I don't care. Uh, that, that match is probably one of the better matches we've ever put on. You can actually watch it. If you don't have IWTV, you can watch it free on our YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mickey Knuckles, Randy West. I called it a Typhoon of Tubes match. Yeah. Oh. I gave them 400 light tubes. Um, they used a tank. <laughs> They used a PT cruiser. Um, oh yeah! At one point, a birthday party that was across the street all bum rushed. What was going on? Oh and, and shit! Like, like watching. So if you notice, uh, if you pay attention when it's outside, out of nowhere, there's all these like random people showing up. There was a birthday party across the street, and they saw what was going on. And we're like, "Fuck, we're going to watch that." And then when the, awesome. the match went back inside, they're like, "Can we come in? Can we come in?" I was like, "Yeah, man, fucking come on in here, check it out," you know. <laughs> Awesome. And we, we ended up getting some some lifelong fans now. Yeah, wow. well, uh, those two, Mickey Knuckles and Randy, they have such a story history. And I know um, they actually had got in a little bit of trouble with Too Tough Tony for a match that they had at the arena once. So um, they they kind of have a history <laughs> of just uh, bookers you know, beware if you put them two they, ladies they, together. Well, they, they love this. It. What's crazy and, is that they love each other so much, but they fuck oh, each yeah. other. Up. <laughs> yep. Like, and it's just insane. It's insane. <laughs> I'll say this: I had no idea that match was going outside. And that oh. was that was the nail in the coffin on that venue. <laughs> and it wasn't that it went outside; it's that everyone that was inside uh, brought all their beers with them. <laughs> so there's a bunch of drunk people wandering around with beers outside this VFW, and they ah, did not appreciate that. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, that was a good little while before they got in there and got the glass going. I mean, you know, so it was like Typhoon of Tubes, but they were going everywhere before they, <laughs> before they got in there. A couple hundred tubes, and it took them about 10 minutes to get to them. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After that match, uh, Mickey had taken so many tubes that she was missing splotches of her hair. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was wild. <clears throat> Insane. So Man. definitely check that out on our on our YouTube or IWTV. The show is called Boot 'em Up. Uh, yep. It's one of uh, one of my more favorite earlier shows. Yeah, that that was a good one, man. You know, one of the things you were talking before about how IWTV, one of its strengths is really seeing talent, you know, that you might not have known. And that it's one of the things for me personally, just my eyes open wide with the Michigan scene, you know, the, the, the people up there, the wrestlers up there. I mean, Michigan's got some real talent. What are your thoughts on the Michigan scene, man? I'll tread lightly here. Um, (laughs) We have, an abundance of great wrestlers. Right. Um, it is incredible. Some of the wrestlers that we have that have not, that just people aren't looking at for some reason, like MM3. There's absolutely no reason he shouldn't be all over the country doing it. Yeah, he's awesome. One of the best Lucha hybrids you will ever see in your life. And he's young. That kid could go anywhere. Yeah. You know, guys like Dread King Logan, like look at Tommy Vendetta. It, they got him out of Michigan and he blew up. You know, I, yeah. I, I think, Promoters, it would do them well to really look at the Michigan scene because there are diamonds in the rough all over Michigan. There really are. With that being said, there's a lot of drama here. 
and I try mm. to wipe my hands of it. But when you, when you, when you, you grow a little bit or you start working with some other companies and stuff, you know, it, you become a target a little bit for it. So that's why I said, I'll tread lightly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. That sucks, man. You know, you yeah, I, I think that sometimes you'd like to think as a fan, especially, you know, you'd like to think that people are working together and, you know, it's this, it's this progressive thing, you know, like let's, let's push, let's get together and push this, this scene, you know, because yeah. I agree with you, you know, Michigan's got a lot to offer independent mm-hmm. wrestling, a lot to offer. That's, yeah. that's one of the things I pride myself in is being open to work with other companies and build beyond what I'm doing, be mm-hmm. part of the greater good. And that's why I work with companies like ICW, uh, No Peace, Circle Six, you know, a lot of these guys, um, because I think we share a similar vision of like, why do we have to work against each other when we could all just grow the scene and right. all make it bigger and better, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and you mentioned uh, working with ICW. Um, we, we got to talk about, uh, last year's circus and also this year's circus. Um, because, uh, last year, well, last year's circus was that my first RPW show, I believe that I was, think, yes, yes, it was. Yeah. That, yeah, that was my first time with you guys. Um, and, uh, and then also too, did the ICW show that night. Um, and just such a crazy weekend, man. Um, of course, Mickey and Sadika um on the icw show um and then just a completely stacked card and there was a lot of matches on your on your and how many how many match card it was like 12 11 or 12 wasn't it it was it was 11 which uh is my big contention with that one was um i guess i really wanted to showcase all our guys i didn't want to leave people out right Um, yeah i I probably should have made it a little shorter but Also, you know, this was a big spotlight that could have helped a lot of guys out. And like I said, there's a lot in Michigan I wanted people to see. So, yeah. you know, I, I threw them in to, to, to tangle uh, with the uh, the bigger talent or the more well-known talent to show, hey, these guys are just as good and they can hang just as well. So, right. yeah, that, that match card was a little bloated. I will self-admit that fully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, but it was loaded. Like, yeah, you know, Shane Mercer and Justin Kyle. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, you know, like just yeah, there was so much stuff on that card. Yeah, the the Shane Mercer Justin Kyle match, uh, that that one was a big highlight for me. Um, what was funny was when Justin got the back, he looked at me, he's just like, "I'm not used to you booking me with people that can manhandle me." <laughs> right? But Justin's a big boy, you know, and Shane picked him up and threw him out of the ring into the front row. Yep. Um, uh-huh. One of the things I think was a sleeper hit of that show. Um, and didn't get, uh, or people should go back and watch was, uh, uh, Satu Jin mm. versus Josh Crane. I was going to say the same match. Yep. That, that match. Um, I think that was my second ba- best match of the night. I, I still put hood foot and Pondo at the top. Um, that match was really good. In my opinion, you know, they, they really put on the line, um, that, uh, Crane did a, a, a spinning elbow through a piece of glass in the, to Satu's yeah. back. That was wild, and it fucked his that elbow. That was crazy. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, and and but the glass like exploded on Satu's back. I remember yeah. that. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, that was a wild match. Yeah, I I was trying to think of who it was that, that Josh trying to win against, but it was Satu and Satu. yeah, man, yeah. Satu. I feel like that was like right before Satu really started like get hit a groove and 
really yeah. start on the role that he's on right now. Um, and uh, yeah, like that match was incredible. So good. Yeah, I think that was uh, one of my favorite matches of the weekend, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I think Crane, uh, he was very underrated, underutilized uh, uh, by a lot of promotions. And I don't understand why, because he's always been a pleasure to work with. And he's never done anything less than 110% anytime I put him in a ring. Yeah. Well, and Chris, and I've said this with Sean a few times, you know, at this point, I mean, first time I saw Josh was in the was in King of the Death 2014, and he was in the finals with Bulldozer Matt Tremont. And, you know, at this point, I mean, Josh Crane's a, a, a goddamn deathmatch veteran, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he knows what he's doing out there. And I, I think that, you know, cards are world always travel. stronger for having him. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah he's, he's world traveled. I mean, he's I know. He, he knows his shit. He knows how to put on a good match. Yep. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I always make it a point to have him on our bigger cards, and I, I'm not sure why. Other promoters don't, uh, they're, they're overlooking the man. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes out there. I mean, I, he came into my radar in an old uh, tournament of death. Mm-hmm. I forget what year it was in. I think it was the year that Ricky uh, got the, the big old gash over his eyeball. Mm-hmm. I could be. I do remember he was in there. I can't think yeah. of what, what year right now, but yeah. Yeah, Crane, I mean, he yeah, he had some, they had some stuff going in in czw and yeah he's been josh has been all over the place so and then him and dale tagging in uh uh iwa too so right uh which speaking of dale that was a show where mickey was busting beer bottles over dale's (laughs) head that was stiff (laughs) yeah yeah uh dale wasn't so happy about that one he was not happy about that no you could tell (laughs) <laughs> she passed one over him, and then later she goes to do it again, and he shut that shit down real yep, fast. I noticed that. Uh, yeah. But I also, you know, they I had Crane and Dale uh, tag at uh, our last show, too. Mm-hmm. I brought the Young Dragons back. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. How, how, did, it, how did that partnership with ICW happen, Chris? I mean, that's... I think it's awesome, you know, when you guys do the the weekends together and you know partner right. up. I think it's awesome. It, it makes for a deathmatch a dream dream show, you know. But how did it how did it start, man? Uh, it started with uh, it started through John Wayne Murdoch. Uh, Murdoch, uh, I, Danny was looking to come to Michigan, and Murdoch put in a good word for us, I believe. Uh, that we did good business and were easy to work with and all that. And uh, I was talking to Danny through Murdoch a little bit for a little while. And then we ended up talking directly. We did the circus. Uh, We got along very well. Uh, We worked very well together. Um, And we knew that this is something we wanted to keep doing. Uh That would be good for business and it's good for everybody. So after the circus, you know, we'd always talked about doing more shows and I mean, we're, we're working on, a, on some stuff here and there, but, uh, then Chicago came up the, the idea for Chicago and we both just started working on it, both started plugging away on venues and seeing what we could put together. And, you know, that, I think that went off super well too, uh, for both of our first uh, time in Chicago. Uh, you know, we, we had a packed hot crowd and people want us back. And then uh, we got to talking about 
want to do something else. And then it kind of came up that, well, you know, I, I know a, a better piece of land than last year. Let's do the circus again. Well, hmm. I, I presented the property and he said, let's do the circus. I'm not going to take credit for that. Um, <laughs> we were, we were talking about venues and, uh, you know, working, you know, trying to put something together at one point, uh, Ben, I wish we would have got the, like, there's this big giant haunted house in, um, uh, uh, Pontiac and we were trying to put on a show in there. Oh, where you would man. have to go through part of the haunted house to get to the ring. And we tried like hell to make it happen. There was meetings, all that stuff. Um, but by the end of the day, um, it just wasn't going to work out because there wasn't enough room in the biggest room to, to just have the ring and our fans. And we would also, they would not take down any of the haunted house stuff and we would have been financially on the line if any of it got damaged. Yeah. So, <laughs> unfortunately it fell apart. So then we started talking about this other property and uh, that's when we decided, Hey, let's do the circus again. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be at uh, our regular home in maybe Michigan. Uh, but it's going to be also all out in the field. It's out behind it and all that good stuff. So, uh, so definitely yeah. plan to do I'm it. Sorry, no, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What, what were you going to say? So, yeah, uh, we, we definitely, uh, we got a good setup. There's, there's no neighbors. Uh, it's a biker owned veterans club. Yeah. Uh, they're going to let us get as wild as we want. Uh, we cool. already announced that we're going to be doing a pig roast. There's going to be freak shows. Uh, uh, Brian's going to do a weapons building class. Uh, we did a le- weapons building class the last one. We're going to do it again this year. Um, ICW has already announced uh, Murdoch versus Dirty Ron. We'll be making our first announcement here pretty soon in the coming days. We just didn't want to take away from the steam of the Harpo's thing. Sure. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do it bigger and badder than last year. Um, uh, plenty of Plenty of land for camping. Uh, good flat land. <laughs> right. <laughs> flat land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're going to do it bigger and better this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's, that's dope. When is that, Chris? Uh, what are the dates on that? Uh, that'll be July 1st and 2nd. Okay. Uh, it'll be, there's weekend passes already available through ICW. Uh, if you want to go through their socials and find it, that will be, that will include all four shows. Uh, plus the extra stuff we have planned that's not announced yet. Um, hmm. or if you want, if you can only make it, uh, the second day, there's individual tickets for our show and no holds barred, which, uh, you can find ours at rpw419.eventbrite.com. Awesome. That is a destination, man. I'm, I'm, as we speak, I'm trying to sift through <laughs> the Rolodex up top and figure out how I can get my ass there. <laughs> that's gonna be awesome man yeah deathmatch circus is gonna be crazy it's yeah it's gonna exactly I, f- I feel like this year is gonna be exactly what you envision or what what danny has envisioned with the deathmatch circus and then also you know with uh because like last year we were supposed to have a tent and all kind of stuff and then you know uh things don't work out like you know <laughs> you think they will uh but this year i, I definitely see it going off uh exactly how we all envisioned it yeah we we had the tent set up for last year um i mean i'm not really throwing any heat by saying it it the the real problem that happened was is the 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 semi couldn't pull it up the driveway right yeah right sucks because then it rained but 
Yeah. You're not going to have to worry about the, this year. Um, we have <clears throat> the property itself uh, has a good space to put pit fighter. <clears throat> there's a big old outdoor charcoal pit. We already announced that we're doing the pig roast. Um, there's stuff that we haven't announced uh, that, that Danny and I have been working out uh, uh, leading up to, but we're really going to go and try to deliver the biggest vision of what Danny wanted for the circus originally, because it's the, the this is the place for it. You know, there's Absolutely. nothing to hold us back on this one. Nope. Yep. 1000%. I can't wait. Oh, the rain better stay the fuck away. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling you might say that exactly. You know, but that, I one of my guys said that and I just like, <laughs> Like playfully, you know, as a joke, you know, yeah. I, I just slap him. <laughs> I should, I should, yeah, probably shouldn't even mention it. Don't even speak it into existence. But it'll all go well, and uh, I'm sure. I've, I, I'm sure what Sean said is the more prophetic thing that this one's going to be what Danny's been, you know, envisioning. Yeah. So. Yeah. Once, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, once Danny found out that not only do we have the ability to do a pig roast, but somebody that's willing to do it. He was so excited for that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, uh, cause I was actually in a fraternity for a short time for the, for the very short period of time that I was in college. Um, you know, I was in a fraternity and, and we used to do a yearly pig roast and that was always my favorite time of the year because we would go out, you know, in the middle of some field, for a weekend and just, you know, roast a pig, just hang out, just oh. drink a ton. I thought you were uh, going to say you'd kill the pig with your bare hands. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it was, no, we, we would actually kill the pig with our, no, we would. <laughs> we're no, not we barbaric like that. We that, weren't that, that scene that. from Predator was actually a reenactment of him and that pig. <laughs> right, exactly, Chris. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, pig roast is always one of my favorite times of the year. So can't wait for that. Well, I got I got a good guy doing it. Um, there's a local farm. Uh, it's going to be farm to table, man. That pig is going to be fresh, beautiful. Can't Dope. wait. <laughs> <laughs> Dope, Chris. I I know from from watching you guys that you you always have the commercials for Deathmatch Worldwide. So I know you have a presence there. Corey's my man from Louisville, Kentucky. Man, talk about your connection with him how'd you get hooked up with Corey and get your shirts on there and stuff uh you know there's no real fancy uh uh story to that one i just emailed him I was like hey can we put a couple <laughs> designs up and he was like word cool <laughs> so we, we ended up putting some designs up and you know uh we don't we don't sell a crazy amount uh over there but sure. there's there's much bigger promotions and a lot of better wrestlers on there than uh or a lot not better but uh you know People yeah. go there more for the wrestlers than the promotion. Sure, uh, but you know it's he's been great to work with. Uh, he uh, he always you know it's always nice to get the the payout on the first of the month and the shirts turn out awesome. You yeah. know his his printing quality is top notch. It is. Yeah. So I can't say enough great things about that guy. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, he does them all, man. One one by one on demand, you know. And uh, I think he's crazy for that. He busts his ass, you know, but. Uh, I, I've seen his his lab down there, and it's uh, it's top of the line, man. So yeah, I'm I'm glad you're in there, and he's always real, he's always real tickled too when when you guys really shot him out and you know talk about him or run the ad or whatever on the shows, you know. So yeah, it's a cool partnership. Yeah, 
You know, I mean, it's one of those things where it's it's great to to work with like minded people and that that aren't just there to make a buck. They want to put out a quality product. And that's right. definitely him. You know, like he's he doesn't just send you some bullshit ass design that's going to come off in three washes. You know, he sends you a quality ass shirt. Uh, he was nice enough to make me a hoodie of one hour designs, like, you know, just a one off. And I wear that damn thing almost every day. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. How's the weather? How's the weather in Michigan now, man? It's probably like uh, my hometown is Buffalo, New York. I always figured Michigan probably somewhat similar, you know, gloomy. Uh, today it was 63 degrees. Okay. By the time the circus rolls around, it'll be uh, in the cool 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're near the you're near the Great Lakes too. You know, those Great Lake towns. You know, we get the it's like gloomy days and you know when it's when it's warm it's it's not not really warm you know it might be might be good to wear a windbreaker you know mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah that's i'm it. gonna clue you into a little secret about michigan it's 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 extremes if it's hot it's gonna be stupid hot if it's cold it's gonna be stupid cold <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah that makes sense that's, that's kind of similar to how it is uh where i'm at i feel like here recently so I don't know what's been up with the weather here in Louisville, Kentucky, but it's been like, you know, 55 degrees in the morning. Oh. Man, like, <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be summertime. Yeah, really. Almost going on summertime, you know? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Chris, Chris, man, it's been it's been dope having you on here. And Anytime, just, guys. You know, it's really exciting what you got coming up and just, you know, I feel like momentum, it, you're headed in the right direction. The, the momentum is going for Ruthless Pro. So, man, one more time, tell us about tell us about this weekend, man. What time and where can people get tickets, stuff like that? Uh, you can get tickets still at uh, that same link, rpw419.eventbrite.com. Like I said, we wanted to, to make this kind of like a, a love letter to Detroit. That's why we kept the mm-hmm. ticket prices low. That's awesome. Um, so get your general admissions. They're only 15 bucks. Uh, I think most of the – most of the, the seated seats might be gone by now. I have to look again. Um, completely stacked card. We have huge, huge names and a lot that we didn't even bother to announce because we want we want it to be a surprise for you guys. We want to pop you guys. So come on out. I know um, if, you're, if you're a lover of deathmatch, I have a U-Haul's worth of gimmicks ready to go for this show. Um, so it's going to be... You know what we do uh, amplified up. So, man, it's so exciting! I'll be yeah. I'll be streaming that bad boy. I'll be watching you guys for sure. Yeah, awesome! I, yeah, and I can't wait to be there, man. Can't wait to uh, to set it off because we were, we're about to have a lot of fun this weekend. Sean, yeah, you got anything else for for Chris before we go? Uh, no, but uh, except go ahead and plug the social media if you hadn't already. Yes. Uh, just look up, uh, ruthless pro wrestling, RPW on all socials. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that. Uh, you can, we have a decent amount of free matches on, uh, YouTube to watch. Just check out our YouTube channel, including that Mickey Knuckles, uh, Randy West one. I believe the Josh Crane sat two ones on there and the Pondo hood foot ones on there. Uh, we're giving away the caviar on YouTube too. So just come check it out. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Support what we do. You know, we work hard to, to, to give you what I, I feel is the best uh, possible product we could put out. Mm-hmm. That was right. awesome, man. We appreciate you coming out here, Chris, and uh, I will see you this weekend, my friend. All right. I'll see you this weekend, brother. 
Yeah, much respect. Keep doing it, Chris. Thank Have you. a good night, man.